0: Ladies and germs, welcome to another episode of the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast. And on this episode, we're going to call it Reviews, Thank Yous, a Cruise, and some News. I had the privilege of reading some new reviews that we got via iTunes, speaking with a beautiful pair of ladies from a motorcycle club a little north of here. And I asked him some questions about the club, and this is the answer I got. It's
1: like yeah. a ladies' club. We'd have to kill you if we told you.
0: Whoa, oh, look out. So we'll hear from them in a little bit. And we're going to talk some bikes for once on this motorcycle podcast. All right. Let's get into it, everybody. You're listening to the Creative riding, riding Motorcycle, motorcycle podcast. podcast. Pop a, Pop a beer, beer and throw an, throw an earbud, earbud in your ear. ear. Now. now. Here's your host. Listen, I can barely tie a shoe, let alone figure out this thing. After and isn't that funny how people say not to be an asshole, but I've seen anything go on to be an asshole. My skin met the asphalt, but these new ki- new ways kit my... All right, a couple of lures. Oh, Whatever they do with cocaine. The victim, I mean guests. It is
1: a cafe racer with alloy manx racing tank and clip-ons and all that jazz the soma actually was purchased by uh the barber vintage motorsports museum you know
2: after this interview i sound like a fat hairy bearded slob um so i'm familiar with the long hours in the uncomfortable seat Kangaroos are just leaping down the street every day.
0: Um, all right, technically all chaps are assholes, right? Or else yeah, you just do love fans. I don't have it perfected. I have to stop talking shit. The more I talk it, the more my bike messes up. My wife's like, you're 41 and started a race career. I'm like, yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah.
2: Yes, I am guest number
0: 632 on Creative Writing Podcast and I've been programmed to uh, answer all questions perfectly. As big as motorcycle industry is, very few people have actually ever even laid eyeballs on a confederate on an actual confederate in the flesh even fewer have ridden them did you get to do that dave did you (laughs) yes Yes. absolutely
2: he's actually in a movie i thought it was a good book I, i didn't
1: want to put it down i wanted to know what happened next but it was not my typical genre
0: what a beautiful way to start off a podcast ladies and gentlemen so how are you doing this week now how you doing how you doing i'm doing pretty good uh nice beautiful day to get out for a ride i got out for a little one today and been enjoying this weather been enjoying getting out in it getting my booty in the seat and getting two wheels on the street i think that should be a shirt anybody knows a good person that can draw two wheels and a butt in a street, please email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. All right. No, anyway, uh, yeah, I've been having a great week this week and uh, really enjoying the weather, like I said. Uh, one thing is the, the wind has been pretty insane. I don't know what's going on. I really haven't paid attention to the weather and, and what's supposed to be happening this time of year. But we do get Santa Ana's here. And once in a while, it'll start blowing like crazy. Let me think of which direction the wind's blowing from. I think it's actually blowing from the north. So maybe we're experiencing some crazy jet stream action right now. But for the last two days, things have been going crazy. thought somebody was breaking into my house uh, earlier today and... It just happened to be the uh, wind blowing all the doors and and rattling, literally rattling windows and doors, like somebody was was there trying to break in. There was a clown outside the window with a butcher knife and like a creepy smile, but that that asshole was always, always out there. I, you know, he's he's part of the family now, so it wasn't him. But yeah, just the wind going crazy last night. The bedroom window was open just about two inches. And that was literally all it needed to blow the curtains, helter-skelter, and all rigmarole, and flotsam and jetsam and flying everywhere, and uh, the whistling and howling. Oh, it was insane. I love it, actually. I mean, I really like dark weather, and uh, I really like that sort of wintry feeling, even though— we're in spring. I guess it's like kite flying season, maybe. So anyway, let's turn this kite flying podcast into a motorcycle podcast, shall we? Uh, the first order of business this week. Um, thank you for the submission last week, Whiskey Cloud Man. And uh, thank you for all the submissions uh, last week. And thanks for Rex Panther and everybody in the past couple weeks um, who's been really helping out the show. Uh, whiskey cloud man and I were talking and, uh, he found something the other day while doing a little bit of research. Bri Viffer, our field, great field producer, friend of the show, uh, Paul ought to be, um, excited with this news. We found that Honda has, well, whiskey found this out, not me, found out that Honda has filed a VIN possible VIN number for a VFR interceptor the uh the old 800 that hasn't been around since 2015 uh skipped a couple years like some of their bikes do you know they shoot they came out with the grom skipped a year and then reintroduced it so sometimes they re- refine their stuff but a lot of their bikes dropped off between 2012 uh, and 2015 and i was really excited to see that viffer vin number come back and the uh you know Uh, Paul's nom de plume, Bri vifer, coming from that VFR, baby. So we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Honda hasn't even actually updated their website for 2017 all the way. Uh, Gosh, they it's funny because I think they already have all their 2018 motocross models because um, you know, for, for dirt bikes, basically the year's halfway over. And if you're familiar with like cars and motorcycles and stuff, they usually put out their inventory or their, their year, You know, why was my 2017 made in 2016 and perhaps even built in 2015, but not released till the middle of 2016? Well, it's because of the way uh, the market works and release times work. So I know for a lot of their motocross bikes and off-road bikes, they've actually had 2018 stuff up for a while. But as with everybody, um, you know, this right now, the market's a little tough and we've talked about it before we've talked about how it's impacting other brands and right now uh you know honda doesn't even have all of their 2017 models up online yet so i am unsure it could very well be that they they may be introducing this um, vfr back into the lineup Uh, i would sure love to see it i would love for uh for Brian Viffer to be able to go go ahead and buy a bike named after him. Maybe they heard the show. Maybe they thought, you know, there's this dude out in California really misses his interceptors and uh we need we need to kick one out because he needs an update upgrade one he hasn't had one for a little bit so at any rate let's keep an eye peeled for that uh of course everybody and their mom i think i mentioned it uh if i didn't mention it last episode the episode before uh talking about the new rebels that are coming out and i have to say just how happy i am with the new rebels um it really that bike needed an update and it got one and it's not the uh, i don't know it's not like the most, uh, below your hair back bike or like the biggest breaking news. I mean, God, Ducati, or I mean, uh, BMW just came out with their HP four race that everybody, you know, if you're into sport bikes that blew up the internet and do, uh, Harley Davidson came out with their street rod a few, you know, a couple releases ago by now it's been a couple weeks and everybody's been on that. And I'm just now seeing a bunch of ride reports come out about that. So, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. And the Rebel's not a blow your hair back thing. And I, in fact, talked about it right after IMS because that's when I, I talked to the, um, the lead designer from Japan about it. But everybody's talking about how customizable it can be, and you know I already covered that last year. But it uh, needs to be repeated again that some of these bikes need refreshes. They're getting refreshes, and they're just now, despite having talked about them last uh, November, just now getting pressed, just now getting, quote, released to the dealers and stuff. So, you know, you never know what you're going to be seeing in the next couple months here. Uh, Harley-Davidson with their 50 bikes in one year plan – I'm kidding about that. It's 50 bikes in five years. Um, they're going ahead and rolling on with that by releasing the street rod. And if you're a big V-Rod fan, um, you remember the V-Rod street rod. I also talked about this a couple of weeks ago when when the uh, street rod came out. But I didn't really want to talk about it too much just because so many people are blowing that thing up. And um, but, you know, I, I think that that kind of goes worth saying, too. You know, the Roadster kind of came out. I believe as part of this Harley hooligan racing thing, that has been going on this big momentum and flat track, but not only flat track grassroots, flat track that you can actually go to your Harley dealer, buy something and then go to a track and race it. Um, If you need an example of that this weekend out at uh, Milestone MX Park, Tracker Cross is happening. Actually, uh, the podcast is going to go out Friday night. Um, And so it's actually starting Friday night. There's an all-day practice and then the event will be tomorrow. Um, We'll be out there. And so check that out and, uh, we're going to go watch, have some fun. I was going to actually try to race, but you know what? Ugh, I don't want to crash because I probably would. And then I'd be stuck out there and I don't want to live at a racetrack sweeping up the corn dog, um, trays and, uh, you know, having to drive the water truck to get enough money to fix my bike to ride back home. So probably not going to race, but uh, that's an example right there of Harley, uh, you know, basically kind of helping with this hooligan class, having a bike that you can buy. Indian made some news because you can buy their flat tracker, but it's like 50,000 bucks. So it's for like a real race team to buy. I mean, if you're a race team, 50 grands is what you're going to spend on equipment anyway. So it's, that's within your budget, but for the, the, uh, what's it called for the, what, what's the word I'm looking for when you're just a player? Yeah, for the everyman, uh, you can just go and snatch up a Harley to ride uh, and have a pretty cool looking bike. I love the way the Roadster sits. I love the fact that it's uh, borrowing some heritage from the XR1200, uh, which was based on the XR750, you know, so it was already already a homage to their flat track. Uh, and now the Roadster is kind of following a homage to that, but in a little bit... And- now the street rod comes out and so here you have a 750 which is what the pros race so i don't like to hear people badmouth these little bikes by harley davidson i know they're built in india and stuff but you know what it's a stinking 750 and it goes back to the heritage way before we started getting these 1800 cc motors that put out 68 horsepower 72 horsepower uh you get this little seven fifty that can blast out that much or more, so I mean, suck on it, you know you can go suck that, suck it, pretend it's an the- oh jeez i'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down this road, but anyways, you get what I'm saying um so there's there's a few things that I, I really like seeing coming out and that are coming out and that are just now getting thrown into the public arena, and we can start talking about. Uh, Even if we may or may not have learned about their existence a while ago, the Interceptor is one of those things that uh, is already public knowledge if you know where to look. So uh, not breaking any news there or like uncovering any corporate dirty work that you're not supposed to know about. Um, But yeah, so we'll see if the Interceptor comes in. There's there's a lot of stuff like that. A lot of stuff gets – a copyright or a trademark or a VIN uh, submitted for, you know, for smog or whatever it is. And that's how some of the things got broke. I think motorcycle news uh, last year broke some of these all new bikes that were going to be coming out. Everybody was redesigning uh, since the Euro four stuff was happening in 2016. It's like, okay, all these new bikes are going to be coming out then. And sure enough, they have and motorcycle news broke it via the emissions filings. Cause you have to, make it compliant and so here they are like snooping through there so we uh whiskey just did a little vin snooping and saw the interceptor come up and thought that was a pretty darn cool and i think it is too i would love to see the rs 750 shadow come back or the rs maybe they didn't call it a shadow but uh that bike is the bike that the honda 750 uh, flat trackers are based on And I really kind of dug it The 2011 year with the red, white, and blue Just kind of reminds me of like An evil Knievel Harley Davidson So that'd be a bike I wouldn't mind seeing come back from Honda If they decide to resurrect something um, What else is in the news? Well, the GSXR r um, Is making uh big news because I believe Michael Dunlop and perhaps Ian Hutchinson. I forget if he's racing it, but the Isle of man is coming up here pretty soon. And, uh, you can't, you know, those guys were both on S 1000 RRs, which are just crazy, insane fast. And um, I just can't, you know, I can't wrap my head around some of the stuff that's happening with those things. But, um, they're jumping over to Suzuki, which really has also come a long way. Uh, just looking at the Suzuki from a work standpoint recently, and it's pretty bitchin'. The R and the RR aren't that different. Um, one has a BFF and one has a BPF, which is the big piston fork b- versus the balance-free fork. Um, and I think the susp- mostly just the suspension adjustments and the quick shifter or the shift assist is like the major difference on those. There might be some... Uh, I think they both have like slipper clutches and they both have, um, you know, IMUs and all that stuff. So I don't think there's a huge difference there, but it's really cool to see people jumping over to Suzuki now. Uh, you know, undisputed champ of gosh, they make Suzuki making the Hayabusa, which we know from WIR's top 10 list is a pretty darn good drag bike. Now the Gixxer, which has always been a Gixxer bra, you know, undisputed bike of the squid and the street and also the racetrack. So pretty cool. Um, let's move on to something else. Let me quit talking about bikes and and move on to some reviews and how they relate to the the direction the show uh, might take. This is our first segment, and it's uh, we're actually going to say thank you to some people for commenting for all the uh, you know we're going to recognize some countries and some cities that have helped raise and elevate the show by man, at least five listens a month. So I'm glad about that. Let's get into that right now. Alright, are you guys ready for this? Hey, sorry if you can hear some birds chirping in the background. I had to open the damn window. It's like 85. I'm sweating. I need to turn on the AC, but then I don't want you to hear that on the mic, so... Here goes. Hey, here's some shout outs um, to our listeners all across the globe. We've been hitting about yeah somewhere between like 450 and 500 listens a week, which is pretty good. It's a far cry from the numbers that the good podcasts get. So thank you for bearing with me. Um, I wanted to recognize a few uh, countries. First off, you know. First off, United States. This is just for this last week, too. I'll do, I'll do like the last month and then maybe an overview of the whole year. But just this last week, United States. Thank you for your 340 listens, uh, to the show. France coming in number two for the first time. We're seeing France on the board. Uh, so merci beaucoup. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? And, uh, all that good stuff. Thank you so much, France, for checking in and, uh, being part of the show. Um, maybe you're an expat over there. I don't know. Somebody send us a, uh, send us an email at creative at gmail.com and let us know, uh, what you're doing over in France. Let us know all about the writing over in France. Um, Australia checking in in third place. Taking it away from Canada by one. Canada, you're usually up there in second or third, but you drop down to a steady fourth. And then Germany, Denmark, UK, New Zealand, Ireland, and Sweden rounding out the top ten. I'd like to say hello to Emil... Maybe in Denmark, if I hope I pronounce that name right. Uh, he's a friend on the Facebook page. Um, I'm always trying to check out and see what's happening over in uh, that part of the world in in northwestern Europe and in northeastern Europe. I love watching all the stuff over there, seeing the supermoto, all the enduro cross, all that crazy uh, like outdoors moto stuff that happens. Um, so, yeah, thanks to those countries for uh, checking us out, and uh, thanks for well on this app, anyway. That I'm looking at Chris Singsime. Either you like to hear yourself mentioned a lot, no, I, I don't know, I'm just kidding, it doesn't tell me what actually uh, episodes you've been playing. Uh, but for the top cities this week, Mountain View, California now. This isn't like a Bing bot or a Google bot. This is supposed to be legit listens. So somebody up there in Mountain View, how you doing? Thank you so much. Uh, the next place uh, coming in is Angier, North Carolina. Thank you, Angier, for checking in. 50 listens this week. So somebody's binge listening and catching up. Uh, St. Claude, France, checking in uh, with 43 listens just this week. I can't believe that. That's amazing. Thank you, St. Claude. Uh, Town, Ohio, Denver, Colorado, Sefner, Florida, San Antonio, Texas, Monrovia, California, and Mount Lolly, Australia. And New York, New York, rounding out the top 10. Thank you so much. Um, I want to say that this is, I, let's go on to 20 because there's some really, really cool towns coming up in here. Urbana, Illinois, Meridian, Idaho, Madison, Wisconsin, Centerton, Arkansas. Hey, I'm from Arkansas, Centerton. So how you doing? Auckland, New Zealand, Louisville, Kentucky, Oakland, Tennessee, Whitby, Cow. Cal- uh, uh Whitby, Canada. I almost said California. I'm so self-centered here. Melbourne, Australia. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. San Diego, California. And Limerick, Ireland. Thank you guys so much. And then, all, you know, of course, we got our uh, normal, normal guys there in uh, New Berlin, Wisconsin, and a few people there in Minnesota. Thank you guys so much for all the listens this week. You guys want to hear breakdown like the last 30 days? I think we should do that just to... See if there's a little bit of consistency here. So, thank you. This is for the last 30 days. Thank you, United States. And thank you, France. For some reason, France has just taken over, uh, knocked Australia and Canada and the U.K., out of the top uh, contention here, moving up into second place. I don't know if they kicked anybody off, you know, Rossi style, but looks like they're moving up here. In the last 30 days, they've made 210 plays. So what that tells me right there is that uh, it's not the same person Other because I don't have 210 shows. So thank you, France, for checking in. Australia, thank you, guys. As always, Dan. Um, I don't know, Experimental Ghost, are you out there listening? Uh Chris, you still with us hanging out? Um, if you guys are, hello, hello. Good day, mate. Uh, Canada, a, eh? How you doing? <laughs> That's, I'm such a terrible countryist, aren't I? Stupid. Uh, the UK, Denmark, New Zealand, Ireland, Germany, and Sweden rounding out the top ten. Thank you, everybody, so much for all the listens. Um, and the top cities uh Saint Claude, France in the last 30 days man you guys have come up you've taken the top spot you have who's in top right now that you guys probably listen to Mark Mark have you guys watch MotoGP over there in in France Hell, France one of the prettiest places i've seen where motorsports happen um uh, Saint Chamond, France; Mountain View, California; Angier, North Carolina; Roscoe, Illinois; Denver, Colorado; Melbourne, Australia; El Cajon, California; uh, Monrovia, California; and Vallejo, California. Round and now the top ten. Thank you, all those cities. And finally, finally, episode four is not uh, in the top downloaded. Well, at least for the last thirty days. Uh, that tra- that track was like our. Um, intelligent – what's um, what's the word I'm thinking of? CITS, Cooperative Intelligent Transportation Systems, and that baby has dropped down to 40th 40th place in the last four months. That thing – I got so sick of seeing that thing on top all the time, so uh, thank you. And everybody, I have not checked my Stitcher stats because I know they're probably way down, um, but the fact that I'm getting around – uh, you know, somewhere between 1,700 to 2,000 listens a month tells me that I'm about 3,000 shy of the Stitcher app of being able to monetize it on there. But, hey, listen, five people listening in I would be happy with because the show is not really about money and stats. I just kind of want to recognize you guys and let you know that I know you're out there listening. Thank you so very much and uh, for doing that. Uh, let's see. I need to wrap it up here in, uh, within a couple minutes. So, uh, let's move on to, from our thank yous to our reviews. All right, you monkeys. Uh, I'll give you a review real quick of the weather. Weather is beautiful today. When I got out earlier, it was, oh, I'm going to guess about 73 degrees. It's currently 75. So there you go, and uh, it was so much fun riding today. I got to creep up, actually, dude, creeped up on me in an R6, and or no, I'm sorry, it's an R1, really nice looking bike. And uh, yeah, thanks, dude, for just brapping that thing next to me. It sounds so sweet, and uh, I'm sure he was curious to see what jalopy I was riding on. Uh, let's get to some iTunes reviews. I'm really proud to finally have some iTunes reviews. Um, thank you guys so much that who have taken the time, be they good. Be they bad? I'm always telling you, go ahead and leave, you know, uh, even if you leave a bad one, even if you leave one that just says... Sean Penn and Madonna was here or something stupid like that. Uh, all that counts is that I just want you to put a star and then just put a happy face emoji. I don't care. Uh, so we we have a couple now. We have a few, and I'm going to read some. Um, this one from Johnny Dum Dum, uh, four stars. Thank you so much, Johnny. Four out of five. That's good. A year ago. Wow. So this is like the earliest review uh, that I never saw. Funny and pretty good. This guy's pretty funny and has some good stuff to say. It's like listening to a friend rant. Lots of good info and some new ideas, but wrapped up in their own opinion. I like that they cover some local-to-me events, and the news girl that's on sometimes sounds hot. Keep up the good work uh well my friend thank you so much johnny dum-dum and uh thank you i hope you're still around listening to the show uh another one a podcast for the rest of us by too many bikes i've been listening and this is five stars thank you too many bikes so much I've been listening since just about the beginning. I like this guy. He's funny and quick. He covers a broad range of topics from racing to repairs and news to local events, plus lots of personal stories and anecdotes. Besides the occasional interviews, it's basically just him ranting rhetoric rhetoric into the mic. He'll even respond to questions and comments. Just don't mention hipsters. You got that right, Too Many Bikes. Don't mention no damn hipsters to me because... I'm sick of this clip-on man bun, Fanny Pack wearing uh, tight pants, jeggings and, and Vans wearing society that we're in. And I'm getting, <laughs> I can't, what do you talk about? Rant and rhetoric. Oh, wait, you, you totally spot on with that rant and rhetoric part. Yeah, that's pretty much me. Here's a, here's another five star review by Way Too Much Hutch, and that's a goddamn good username. Way Too Much Hutch, uh, in my opinion, bro, you got or or lady, whatever you are, I'm assuming a bro, you got just the right amount of hutch, my friend. Uh, lighthearted but informative. Another five star. Thank you so much. Uh, great show. Lots of car- sarcasm. It's great. Keep it up new listener. Hey, thank you. Way too much, Hutch. And hopefully by now you're an old listener because this was on January 27th. Uh, thank you so much. I do try to keep it lighthearted. I do try to use lots of sarcasm because if you want news, there is so many other news podcasts out there. And then here's one by D James. What's up, D James? Uh, good off the cuff motorcycle stuff. Man, that's a good sign off. That's a good tagline. I might use that. Just fun to listen to something that's motorcycle related. Yeah, some of the content seems a little childish, but it's all in—it's uh, all in fun. And I've listened to some motorcycle-related podcasts that are just too immature. Love the tongue and cheek attitude of this whole show. Keep me coming. I think I meant to say keep him coming, but I know how it is, uh, DJ D James. It's like. Stupid autocorrect, right? So thank you for another four-star. I think that four-star is pretty fair. Uh, So thank you so much, everybody. Um, Blueshog, number one. This is a one-star review, which is uh, pretty important. Not all that motorcycle-related. This motorcycle podcast is not all that moto-centered. At least the half of one that I managed to endure. The presenter has a whiny delivery and made crude references about sex, porn, and other bodily functions. Uh, it's not a podcast for mature motorcycle enthusiasts. One Star by Blues Hog one BluesHog1, thank you for the constructive criticism. And I know uh, I've heard it a bajillion times. Uh, famous people always say... That uh, you throw out all the good reviews, it's the bad ones you want to read, and I agree with that, and, but the thing is, is that I do I do like the positive ones, because at least they let me know what you guys are liking, and they let me know I'm doing something right, and the fact that there's uh, so many four- and five-star reviews. Um, Blues Hog number one, uh, this review was on February 6th, and I don't know... Obviously, that has nothing that you could any any podcast before February 6th, you could listen to. And I'm trying to think of which one you might have heard where I was talking about bodily functions, porn and sex, because I don't normally talk about porn and sex and bodily functions. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I was thinking about this and this review and, and, you know, I told my my wife about it and she's like, oh, did that bug you? And I said, no, no, this is this type of thing I want. But you know what, Blues Hog one, is that, uh, and I'm kind of bummed out because I love the blues, and and, uh, I consider myself a Blues Hog, but but, uh, I'm not 100% sure what episode you listen to. I'm so sorry that you could only uh, endure half of it. The fact that I was whiny, I mean, man, let me go swallow some rocks down in the garden every day for a little bit, and let me see if the whininess changes. But listen, Blues Hog, I am three foot seven, okay? I'm covered in orange hair. I look like a damn orangutan, okay? Orangutan. Uh I have um I have Tourette's, so I'm sorry if I'm whiny, but I I, I try to keep it under covers. Bob sag Bob but sometimes I can't. <clears throat> So you know, everybody has bodily functions. Everybody goes, uh, does the little sh- sh- Shirley Temple, Shirley Temple, sh- sh- poops. Everybody poops and uh, does little toots and and farts. So I'm sorry if I uh, offended you by talking about bodily functions. I can't really think of which episode though that would have been. And as for the gravelly voice, it's because uh, being two foot seven, my vocal cord is about. Uh, eighth of an inch long so you're lucky that i'm not whistling in a high-pitched voice that's inaudible to humans and that makes dog ears perk up so am sorry <laughs> there we go i'm already ruining my voice for the sake of blues hog but listen blues hog one sorry sorry to blues hog and blues hog two this is blues hog one we're talking about but yeah so anyway i, I uh my apologies and uh i've had other people talking about naughtiness and, and cussing and stuff and you know what There's you don't have to read the comics if you're looking for the weather report in the news. And uh, this show is not for mature motorcycle enthusiasts, although I am uh, 112. And so I'm a little mature. I'm mature, but I'll give you I'll give you this blues hog. Number one, Uh, I spent my whole life um, being a grown up and, uh, moved out at a very young age and have fended for myself my whole life. All I've had is my crude sense of humor to fall back on. And, uh, all I've really had is, a. Uh, you know, how to take care of myself and try to enjoy life in the meantime. And now that I'm like in a, in a good place and I got some uh, awesome wife and some funny kids that I can be immature with. And that have like given me this new, uh, you know, now that I'm like going on my second century of life here, um, I really feel it's time for me to let loose and be a little immature. So my apologies again. Uh, sometimes I do say potty words and, um, sometimes I might say, Something about a booby or a butt. Um, But I don't, I can't think, God, I can't think of a sex and porn that he's talking about here. It's really bugging me because I want to know what episode that was because that sounds like a damn funny episode. But uh, anyway, Blues Hog, um, here is my criticism to myself and to you, I guess, uh, of your review. Uh, Here's what I think about it in one word. Oh, shit. Oh God. oh, God. Listen, man, if anybody out there doesn't like my podcast, here's a list of 10 podcasts that are way better than mine. And if you want them, I'm going to give it to you. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and say right now, my number one fave is uh, Riders on the Norm. These guys are coming to you from Burlington, South Carolina. I actually I don't know where they're coming from. I think they're from one of the Carolinas um, or one of the uh, whatever whatever else is over on the East Coast. There's well, there's like one other state on the East Coast that I can't think of. Um, Riders on the Norm. They're pretty funny. You got to listen to these two two ex-Marines. Hoorah, baby. You got to support. Support uh, As always, the Motorcycles and Misfits, um, like I said, not the first podcast I ever listened to, but one of my favorites. They're from here in sunny Santa Cruz, California, where uh, it's always sunny and the bikes are always running. Um, really good podcast. They actually talk about some stuff. Uh, Cleveland Moto, that is a good-ass good, good ass podcast. But listen, none of these guys, none of the last three that I just mentioned are for mature uh, listeners that can't stand a little bit of uh, shop talk and potty talk and, and this and that. They all have cussing. They're all explicit. But you will learn something listening to them. Listen to them, baby. Listen to them. <laughs> That's uh, how I speak. Uh, also, The Wheel Nerds, another really good one. I listened to those guys. Uh, hung out with Chuck at IMS. Did I mention that he always mentions that he hangs out with Buell? I think it's about time to mention that I, I hung out with Chuck. Um, he's my spirit animal. Uh, another one that I listened to, and I'm not even into Moto. Is Main Event Moto? Daniel Blair brings it every week. Commentary uh, about the motocross world, and I don't know. For some reason, I'm just I'm over hearing about. Uh, what is it? I'm overhearing about MotoGP. I couldn't even think about it. I'm so over it. Uh, Yeah, just if you, hey, uh, BluesHog1, if you want to hear about like uh, Valentino Rossi and Mark Marquez all damn day, there's 4,372 motorcycle and sports podcasts that probably talk about just MotoGP and F1 all all damn day. If you want to hear about Gear and reviews and all that stuff. You can, uh, watch Revzilla. Go to their old YouTube channel before Anthony, uh, stepped down. He used to do, uh, you know, all sorts of gear articles, let you watch, decide, and ride. So if you want gear reviews and, and know what your money can, your hard earned money can buy after you get uh, off work blues hogging it, go for it. Go watch a YouTube. So I'm trying to bring you stuff. It's not all that motor related. Hell, every single thing I talk about, I try to make it moto-related, whether it's being a, uh, a banana. Hell, bananas are going extinct because they don't bring diversity into the marketplace. And now look what's happening this year. Harley-Davidson releasing the street rod for Pete's sake talking about 50 bikes in five years. Like they're trying to diversify to keep riders going. Cause they realize they've been through it for a century, a little over a century, actually they are just a couple of years older than I am. So, uh, yeah, they, they brought it, you know what I mean? So they know what, they know what they need to do to, to, uh, to stay around and not be a banana. They're, they're introducing diversity into their gene pool, or at least trying to. And, uh, what was the other one I just did a little while ago? Road rage. I mean, of course, road rage is, is motorcycle related. Uh, meat horse versus iron horse was one I can think of. Um, gosh, there's, there's been so many things that I try to talk about that, uh, but I try to make them all, um, motorcycle related. Hell, I even taught you about the, Earth four billion years ago, well, three billion years ago, because that's when the earliest little life forms started and talk about what fossils are in fossil fuels. I thought that was kind of a funny kind of a play on words, but, you know, try to be educational. Um, I can't even think back that far past that. My memory is shot. Uh, so at any rate. Um, I try to make them motor related, so there you go. Some that are motor related and aren't motor related is Fec. I love feck. It's Britain's number one, uh, biker podcast brought to you by biker social.uk.co or maybe biker social.com. I don't know, but they are a super good motor journalist podcast. They are, uh, they work for a couple of publications and then they do analyzing and, uh, all sorts of breakdowns for you when they're not at their day jobs and then they'll tell you about the stuff going on some cool stuff some really insightful fellas another pair of insightful fellas is the uh two enthusiast podcast they are another american motor journalist and They're a little bit more Ducati-centered, so if you want to hear about uh, a brand that is uh, super exclusive and not that many people own, you can go ahead and listen to the To Enthusiast podcast, but uh, they break down some stuff for you, and they don't always break down, but their their column's great. Asphaltandrubber.com, if you didn't know, uh, that is Jensen Beeler's uh Publication And it's got a lot of stuff on there that like the beef issue, the corn issue, the uh, what like how does what a creditor does affect the motorcycle industry? Well, when the creditor owns is, is a holding company and the holding company owns a motorcycle industry and they finance blah, this way. But, you know, they break it down, too. They go they go pretty deep on stuff. It doesn't always seem motorcycle related, but it is. Uh, I would I would give two enthusiasts podcast a sh- uh check if you you know really wanting to get into some stuff that's still motor related and ducati centric um i listened to pardon me i'm going horse here am i on 10 yet i'm just gonna ramble them all off i might have more than 10 i listened to uh riders on the or not riders on the norm i already mentioned them motorcycle man i listened to those are uh the trio of brothers, they have potty mouths and bad sound effects, but they, uh, they continue to keep the funny and promote really good people and promote really good products. So I really like to listening to those guys. Um, I listen to Wingman's Garage. Those guys are cool. And they always have something good to say. Uh, Again, one of those podcasts that if you want to hear about MotoGP and stuff, they know what they're talking about. And they all will talk about other relevant stuff like track days and uh, all sorts of cool riding stuff and, and what's going on also in the world of, you know, sport bike riding and stuff like that. So I like listening to those guys. I listen to Loud Pipes and Throttled every weekend or every week. Uh, and those guys, if you really want ones that are G-rated, you might want to check out the following three. Loud Pipes, they're pretty G-rated. I don't know if I've heard them cuss that much, and I don't think they have a E uh, explicit rating. Uh, throttled Podcast, those two gentlemen, very, very good and uh, very... Um, uh, what, what I don't know what's the word the opposite of explicit jeez I don't know uh very non explicit how's that and uh g rated and you could probably listen to it with your kids if you wanted to and uh the doghouse radio now if you want to talk about a motorcycle show that goes off the rails and I think they even started a separate podcast cuz they were starting to get into politics and every other thing hey everybody's got their uh, side hack, and everybody's got their opinions that don't relate to motorcycling. But since they're motorcyclists, they kind of do, maybe. And I think they started a side podcast on that, and that's also what creative writing. I wanted to s- explore the creative side of motorcycling. I don't want to just tell you about the new thing that's coming out because you can see that on fifty-seven thousand web pages all over the world, right? So I, I like to think about funny stuff. I like to talk to funny people and uh, kind of keep it. Close to the chest, uh, the Everyman show. I don't want to talk about too much uh, about Isle of Man racing because I know not everybody can go over to the Isle of Man or even watch it on TV anymore. And uh, I don't want to talk too much about uh, the Ducati Superleggera because I will probably never ride one. Uh, I'll probably never get to sit on one or 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 even you know I did touch one I guess, but uh, you know I don't know many people who will, and I. The only thing that I find interesting about that and about the BMW, uh, HP 4 race is the fact they're going to carbon frames. And I think I mentioned that either late last year or early this year. So woe was me for talking about carbon frames and how, um, the automotive industry is using it to lighten up vehicles, uh, motorcycle industry might be doing it too. So there's something that didn't necessarily relate to the motorcycle industry, but now is. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth. And, um, To get back off my rant here, uh, the doghouse, they, over the winter when there was nothing happening on the East Coast, those poor bastards, they were talking about all sorts of stuff non-motorcycle related. And I liked it. I like to hear what they think about. I like to hear what their backstory is. I like to hear what they do in their spare time. Um, Our listener, very famous guy from Wisconsin named Chris Singsime. I think he's like the governor of Wisconsin now. uh, The governor of, uh, I'm sorry, not Wisconsin, of... um, He's the governor of Wisconsin International Raceway is what I meant to say. He wants to even know what riders do in their spare time. He's asked for it. And now I guess I'm asking you and I've put it out there on our show. What do you do in your spare time? It might not be motorcycle related. People are just wondering like what other motorcyclists do. So that's not always motorcycle related. Um, Getting back, let's get off the doghouse two-wheeled radio. I also listened to the Law Abiding Biker podcast. Those guys are super Harley centric. Um, And super, I don't know, they are LEOs, which is law enforcement officers. So a lot of times they're talking about that sort of stuff. I listen to Wild Ride Radio, which I really can't hardly stand, uh, but I still listen to it every week. I like that Dallas, uh, I don't even know his last name. Let's call him Dallas Rains. That's the name of a newscaster, a weather forecaster here in L.A. Uh, Ironically does not live in Dallas. Um, But Dallas, uh, he... Dallas Hageman, that's his name. He does this show every week and he's a one man uh, pony. That's why uh, a one man pony. Why am I even saying that? Does that even make sense? He's a, a one man uh, showcase and he does his best to bring you some news. He's pretty cruiser centric and um, it's cool. So I, I don't necessarily like that show, but uh I like what he does and I feel in his pain and feeling his struggle. Uh another radio show that I listen to every week, but you can get it in podcast version, is the uh Pit Pass Moto Weekly Show. Uh it's a two-hour radio show done every week. So it's produced it's just like uh, you know, every whatever radio show de jour that you can think of in your town. It's just like that, only it's uh on the radio. So you can also get it via uh, their podcast app and they talk almost exclusively to racers and uh, people in the motorcycle industry. So that'll keep you on your toes and abreast of what's going on and who's won what. So I listen to that one all the time. Um, I do also listen to um, Adventure Rider Radio. That's put out by uh, Jim and Elizabeth Martin from Canada. That is uh, one of the best produced uh, radio shows. Or I should call. I should. I'm going to go ahead and just call it radio show because it is radio quality. It's a podcast though, and they have Adventure Rider Radio Raw or ARR, which you can also find. Which is a side podcast. Is it about motorcycling? It's about whatever. So see, there's lots of stuff. Blues Hog One. And I'm sorry. I, I, I like the fact that you gave me a one star review because that's the one that I need to pay attention to. But here's all these other podcasts that don't necessarily always talk about uh, moto stuff, or when they do, you know, they'll, they'll get there in a roundabout sort of way. So there you go. Um, I also listened to the Motorific podcast, which really is terrific. And that is two ladies. So Blues Hog One, if you're a lady, maybe that's what you need. Check out Liza from Recycled, which I mentioned before. Check out Motorific. Um, there are a couple other ones that I recently started listening to. Oh, I would also be, uh, remiss not to mention the cafe racer podcast. That's one of the, that's probably the second or third podcast I ever listened to. Uh, the first two I listened to, I don't think are on the air anymore. It was side stand up with Tom Loudermilk and the two wheel power hour, which is another AM radio show out of oh i don't know where they came from pennsylvania or ohio or somewhere like that but um but yeah so there you go buddy there's at least 10 that are better than mine did i mention the false neutral and above idol oh man those are some other really good motorcycle shows um that cover uh above idol is i think a trio of friends that uh gets together and does adventures and, and all sorts of cool stuff and then talks about it. Um, False neutral is a trio of guys uh, from all over the country. And they also, I believe they either restore or work on stuff, maybe have shops. So they're always talking about, you know, technical good tech info. What's uh, what's happening. They restore a lot of old bikes. So it's really cool to listen to their tales. Um, so there you go. If you want a podcast, it's better than mine. Uh, just, you could even try the Welsh podcast. It's terrible, but it's probably still better than mine. Um, and there you go, buddy. There's at least 10 motorcycle ones that are better than mine. So, all right. Enough of the uh, reviews. And thank you, everybody, for leaving a positive review. If you want to, go into iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Store, uh, SoundCloud, leave a comment, leave a review. Um, I gotta be honest with you the SoundCloud ones are ha- half the time they're spam so if i don't get back to you on there shoot me an email and i'll get back to you but i'm always open for uh criticism i'm always open for comments and that great stuff so um yeah that's it i'm rant over whoever whoever it was i think it was was it too many bikes that said i rant into a microphone buddy you had it right on the mark Hey everybody, if you're looking for news about the motorcycling community and you live in L.A. or the surrounding county, hell, even the counties adjacent, check out lamotorcyclists.com. They have news, reviews, events pages, and all sorts of great stuff like links to resources such as racetracks, gear shops, clubs, anything you need to know that's motorcycle related and it's in the L.A. area, it'll be on lamotorcyclist.com. That's where I go for some of the news that i report on this show some of the articles and dig this if you're in new york i believe they have newyorkmotorcyclist.com the sister publication that opened up just last month so if you want to be in the know you gotta go lamotorcyclist.com all right everybody welcome back to the show uh hey guess what Let's talk about. We we talked about thank yous. Um, we talked about reviews. Let's talk about a cruise. Uh, if you are going to be around this weekend, and you're going to be well, what if you're not going to be around this weekend? You're dead, right? I mean, <laughs> that like that basically made no sense. If you got a friend and you say, "Hey, you're going to be around," and they say, "No," they are either dead, they're going to be dead, or they are going to be out of town. Those are the only two times when you wouldn't be around, I guess, to do something. Um, But anyway, if you're going to be in the area of Selma, Texas, uh, April 28th, which by the time this podcast come out will be, well, today. You probably, you probably missed it. Um, but it's going on until Sunday. The Revved Up Women's Texas Motorcycle Expo is going on. Um, I don't think I need to tell you any more than that. It's kind of self-explanatory. It's kind of like the words pie-eating contest. You kind of know what that means. Um It is at the Britama Park Racetrack and gotta go check that out. It's all about women, it's all about riding, it's super great. Uh, If you're gonna be around the Riverside area, track across is going down today, Uh, the practice at least, and the camping for tonight's. You're already out there by the time this thing airs and you are setting up the hot dog cooker. Maybe you having a couple brewskis before tomorrow's event. So that ought to be pretty fun. We will be out at Tracker Cross tomorrow if you want to come out and say hi. If you're going to be in the area, uh, come on out. Um, I will be with my entourage. Probably have about like 13 or 14 people uh, carrying me on... What is that called? Oh, darn. I forget those things are called. Um... Uh, A palanquin or something like that. Anyway, that's a total bullshit lie. I will be there by myself. So come mug me and take my gear. Start your own podcast. Uh, Tracker Cross going also from April 28th to April 30th. There's going to be a Yellow Wolf concert tomorrow night. By the time you hear this, yeah, that'll be tomorrow night. Also happening on Saturday will be the second annual Alley Sweeper ride in Coeur Idaho, presented by 59 Cafe Classic Motorbikes. That's where you ride your vintage motorcycles, scramblers, whatever you got, uh, down the dirty alleyways, and hopefully you don't crash. It's like a little uh, scramble through the alleys this should be pretty fun and sunday april 30th the first official leaders fox valley ride uh, that's going on in menasha wisconsin menasha menasha God, i know i'm getting this wrong uh, i mentioned that last week um, we will get into some other stuff next week um, next week's gonna be a crazy one folks we got the WIR top 10 list, uh, first official event of 2017 starting up. Um, and if you're going to the Lita's Fox Valley Ride, if you're not familiar with the Lita's, they are a group of women motorcyclists uh, started up with community in mind. I think I first read about the New York Litas, maybe uh, something like that. They were a but it's expanded worldwide. It's a worldwide female motorcycle collective that values community and individuality. Hey, you know what? Let's go. Let's do something crazy right now. And let's try to get a hold of the Fox Valley Litas and uh, talk a little bit about them and about their ride that's coming up. I Connected with the Fox Valley leaders, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Take it away, girls.
1: Go for it. (laughs) I'm Cammie, um, and I'm, I guess, one of the (laughs) leaders. And I'm Nikki, and I'm one of the leaders.
0: Rat, how many many leaders are there in your guys' group?
1: Well, we just started this year, actually, just a couple of months ago. So we are fairly a small group of five, like kind of co-founders, as well as one additional person just signed on with us just recently. Um, and we are hoping through the summer that we would, you know, accumulate more. accumulate some more some more lady riders in our Foxvale area.
0: I know that's a lot of work for one prospect to be running around polishing five helmets and oiling five chains and all that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you need some minions is what you need. And then you're like, oops, I mean, members, members. (laughs) Um, So I was checking out the Lita's international website. And I I had I really had no idea that there were so many uh, branches, to be honest. So, hey, I sat down with the Lita's and I asked them 20 legit questions. Question number one, how did the Lita's form?
2: We came together. There was like three of us that wanted to start our own group. And then somehow we found out that there was two other girls that also were trying to start a local group. So the five of us just joined together and really only Nikki and I knew each other prior to this, but the other girls didn't really know anybody or we didn't really know them. So it's nice getting to know them. And we're all really like on the same page as far as like just hanging out and riding and and wanting to have a good time. Yeah. And no drama
0: question two. Yeah. Did you guys have to, to start your own chapter? What was the process? Like, did you get jumped in by the New York leaders or the San Francisco leaders? Or did you just like email them and say, Hey, we want to start a chapter? Or how did that happen? How does that happen?
1: There's a secret handshake involved.
0: Uh, <laughs> so I probably wouldn't pass. First of all, if I tried to join the Litas, is what you're what you're <laughs> no. telling me. You uh, said you'd have to wear a dress. Well, you know, I, I think the the facial hair might give it away a little bit, uh, but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, I've seen the Chicago leaders. I, I know <laughs> in case that was a little bit obscure. I asked them what they had to do to form the leaders.
1: Tammy took the reins on signing us all up. So she can kind of talk about what she had to do in order to get us kind
0: of a, an official chapter up here in the Fox Valley question three. Yeah. yeah. We just, Hey, wait, First off, where, where is the Fox Valley? Because uh, I mean, you know, we Milwaukee has a chapter and I think everybody and their mom knows of Milwaukee or where it is. And so it doesn't seem <laughs> like it's that hard to get a bajillion riders, let's say, but yeah, uh, five or six. Um, are you guys, I mean, is that like a rural, is that cause you guys are way out there?
2: Um, I wouldn't necessarily, it's not rural, but it's, you know, the Valley
1: is bigger We're Nikki and I are both from Kakana. But um, Kakona is just, it's kind of in between Appleton, which is one of the more well-known cities in Wisconsin, and south of Green Bay. We're about half an hour south of Green Bay. Yeah. So the Fox Valley kind of takes up kind of the area between Appleton and Green Bay. Some of the outer outskirts of the other cities, um, too, are kind of included. But for the most part, Appleton, Green Bay areas are kind of considered the Fox Valley. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And uh, I think Appleton's like the alcohol capital of uh, USA, right? Something like that.
1: Uh, College, that's an Appleton that we have an avenue that's called College Avenue that has a crap load of bars on it. So a lot of bars in a very small amount of area. But it's kind of nice for bachelor, bachelorette parties and whatnot. Or if you just want a (laughs) variety throughout the night.
0: Good. Did you guys just throw Lita's bachelorette parties just for the fun of it to go down there and check out the bars? (laughs) No, but we should. <laughs> question four is less of a question and more of a statement. I don't want to give anything away, but I mean, I kind of want to know the secret things that lady clubs do just because I've never really had access to a ladies' club. <laughs> That's why it's a secret.
1: That's why it's yeah. a ladies' club. We'd have to kill you if we told you.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, it's, uh, it's might be a secret worth dying for. But if I come up there um, full permission to kill me, I just want to die knowing these secrets. <laughs> Question five. You guys decided to start a chapter in the Fox Valley because why?
2: Um, I had been seeing the other leaders and the leaders Milwaukee on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And it just looked cool that, you know, like they had all these girls to ride with. And up here, mostly everybody we ride with is guys. There's a couple girls, but it's, you know, mostly guys. And I, I know Nikki very well. And I thought, well, maybe we should start something like that. There's gotta be other girls who are thinking the same thing as us that want other girls to ride with. And so, um, Nikki and I kind of, you know, like I asked her if she would be interested in this and she said, yeah, that sounds fine. And we needed three girls, uh, in order to start our own like branch. And then I got in touch with, um, Lydia and she said she was up for it. So the the three of us were the ones here that started or, you know, had the idea and, at the exact same time, um, Whitney and Stephanie were more towards like, Nina Oshkosh area, which is just south of us. And they were also looking to start Elitas of, of this area. So I don't know how that worked out coincidentally and how we got connected, but somehow we did. And the five of us got together and I guess made the Elitas,
0: the mm-hmm. Elitas Fox Valley. Cool. Rad. Just literally a handful of people coming together. Um, Okay, question 6. A little a little behind the scenes here. I did uh, after I got in contact with you, I did troll the the site and you guys have some nice looking bikes. Um, and then there's one person that has either like a, an old CB or a KZ that's more like my style. It's like more more tool bins than bike that's sitting there and that's kind of how my garage looks sometimes. <laughs> so really uh, Okay. Right
1: now it should be back hopefully soon. So
0: <laughs> oh, is it a CB? I don't
1: know. I honestly don't know what it is either.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: We haven't actually seen it yet. I think it's in Tennessee being built, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We've only seen pictures of what it was. Yeah. What it was before it's being kind of fixed up and it'll look really pretty and really nice when she gets it back here in a few weeks.
0: (laughs) Rad. No, I, yeah, I saw that and I was like, whoa, one of these, uh, doesn't fit in. You know, there's a, there's an apple in this orange box here. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I noticed, I think it was a Ducati. I didn't get a good uh, look at it, but it looked like an 848 maybe. Yeah. And then uh F- FZ09 it looked like, or maybe an FZ7.
1: No, oh 09, that's mine. I just got it last year.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, you know what? I think I saw when you first liked uh, the Creative Writing Podcast page, you had a Kawi it looked like. Did you used to have like a? Yep. a like a 6? Six R or something?
1: No, nope, it was a little, little three hundred.
0: Oh no, kidding.
1: Yeah, so that... I bumped up from three hundred to nine hundred.
0: Yeah, how's that extra six hundred uh, CCs feel? It's awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't killed myself yet. So we're all good. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Somebody had a um, an RC fifty one on there too. It looked like.
1: Oh
2: no, it's a it's an F four I.
0: Oh okay okay yeah so then you, you so you guys really only have one non-sport bike rider then it's or one that's going to be a non-sport bike rider
2: yeah which is weird because I think from what I'm familiar with most of the other leaders groups tend to be all like maybe not Harleys but cruiser types trapper types those kinds of things more so it's kind of neat that ours
0: is more, more sport bikes bike, yeah, yeah at this point exactly yeah I'd have to say that uh, yours is like predominantly sport bike and it really is like the only one that i've that i've seen that's like that. that's pretty cool what seven what got you guys um into sport bikes and i guess before i ask that how like how long have you guys been riding
2: um i've been riding for about maybe 10 years or so and i started on the guy i was dating at the time he had an r6 so i started on that and then when i Graduated college, I told myself I was going to buy a Ducati. So that's what I did. I bought myself an 848 and that was my
0: first bike and my favorite bike ever. It's a good first bike. It's an awesome first bike. So that guy you were dating, you you got on his R6 and you said you were dating him is that cuz like you took off with the R6 and just said later?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
0: okay. Wow. And how long have you been riding, Nikki? Um since
1: 2013 when I first got that Kawasaki Ninja 300, Cammy was riding for some years and I was just kind of noticing how much fun and how many people she was meeting and stuff like that riding and kind of wanted to join in on the fun. So I found a bike I kind of wanted, bought it and been history from since then. So I upgraded my bike from the 300 to the FZ09 and the extra color, like you asked before is
0: is great. When you guys uh, kind of met up with the other girls, have they been Riding a long time. Did you guys know each other before you all decided to go in on a, on a Lita's group or, you know, had you guys been riding as a group before? Um, like what's the community here? How, uh, did motorcycles literally bring you together or did you know each other somewhat before? Much.
1: Well, it was kind of some Facebook posts that you, you know, and I knew each other. Though. Yeah. Cammie and I knew each other. We went to high school together, so we knew each other for a while, but the other girls, we kind of got hooked up with them through some Facebook posts when the other girls were wanting to start alita's group, so instead of you know one person trying to or two people trying to start it, we decided to get together and kind of create it on our own or together together
0: so you guys really just met them a few months ago let's say
1: yeah uh-huh. we've had that. a few you know, dinner uh, dates with everybody and shop, talk. Know, shop talk and talk <laughs> over margaritas and plan some rides for the summer and just general plans for, you know, what we'd like to do as a group, as the leaders of the Fox Valley. And
0: You guys really sound like you have a lot more fun than guy clubs.
1: <laughs> I think we do.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, if I ever come up there, I'm going to shave and throw a dress and a wig on and we're going to party.
2: Deal. Deal. <laughs> I think we do have a lot of fun because we're not trying, like – Of the girls we have now, I mean, I know there's only six of us, but we're not trying to like impress anybody or each other or like, um, one up anybody, you know, like, I mean, anybody can be like that, but guys especially are always trying to like impress everybody else.
1: They like to show off and do their movies down the highway with no Mm -hmm. gear and all that good stuff. So (laughs) yeah. And we're just about hanging out and being friends and And riding and and the hangout and enjoy bikes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome. Eating tacos and... Oh, wait, that's the guys. That's the
1: guys.
0: (laughs) So you guys have a ride coming up in a a few days. Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay. Is the weather there ride-worthy yet?
1: Um, Well, it's ride-worthy as far as temperature. Today it's cooler, but lately it's been raining. We've been having rain since yesterday. It's raining today. Actually, we got a little bit of snow today, which was kind of disappointing to see, but nothing stuck to the ground, so.
0: Oh my God. Snow yeah. in almost May. Yeah. I can't, I um, it
1: can't was, even. It's really typical for Wisconsin. Just glad it didn't stick around. It just melted yeah. right away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were supposed to have a ride on Sunday, but the forecast isn't looking too good weather-wise. 40, rainy, and windy.
0: Yeah, what a bummer. <laughs> It it was, it was like that for about three days here this year. And I was so depressed for those three
2: days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then the rest of California almost fell apart. I don't know if you guys uh, follow any of the podcasts out here, but like the whole North of California almost slid off into the ocean because of that, those three days of rain. Yeah. (laughs) My God. Yeah. You know what, when it's 40 here, like you'll see like one person on the road and they usually have like an Oregon license plate or something, you know, they're,
1: yeah.
0: yeah that's crazy man i can't believe it snowed the other uh, my mind is still reeling um yeah, it was just,
1: already yeah we've definitely had snow in May already it was kind of like a rain snow mix but because the temperatures are so low it was able to freeze the rain that we were getting to make a little snowy mixture going on do
0: you guys ever consider like putting knobbies or putting spikes through your tires and just going for it even though you're on sport bikes <laughs> no i get too cold yeah <laughs> fingers free right oh yeah i forgot about that the wind chill factor that whole thing yeah that's not fun (laughs) so if if let's say weather pending the ride goes down um can you give us a little info like where it's going to be or where people can contact you in order to get the info sure
1: you can get all of our information on our facebook page um you can search for us the lita's fox valley um, on Facebook, um, Instagram, it's the Lita's underscore Fox Valley. Um, so you can check out photos and stuff like that on there. But you can get all the information for any and all of our rides. And just basic information about the group on the Facebook page. Um, and if the ride does go down, it is this Sunday um, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. or 2-ish. Um, whenever we get back. Yeah, whenever we get back. And we're starting at the Quick Trip in Manassas. Um, which is off of Highway 10 and 114, um, near Onitis Street, and Waverly Beach is a sports bar, so it's kind of in that general area. And the plan is to ride around Lake Winnebago, which is one of the larger lakes here in Wisconsin and in our area. And we are gonna stop at one of our favorite drive in spots in Oshkosh called Artie Ned's. Artie Ned's, yes. It has really good burgers and ice cream in their the car. The best house, root beer And the best root beer ever. Oh my God. Is that,
0: <laughs> is that one of those famous roadside places, Artie and Ed's, or something like that? Is that like a historical Wisconsin place?
1: Yeah, it's been around forever. They come out on roller skates still. Yeah, the car hops come out on roller skates, so mm-hmm. it's like a legit drive-in where they have like picnic tables, or you eat in your car, mm-hmm. that
0: kind of thing. The so, tray hangs on your window. I was going to say, where do they hang the tray on your bike when you roll up?
1: Great. Uh. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's what the picnic tables are for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and to get back to you guys um as far as recruiting other people is there is there anything you guys do you guys have to do like a gang initiation to get in do you just have to be do you have to ride a sport bike
1: no, no definitely not
2: we're, we're not a gang at all we're not no. associated <laughs> things we are not gangs. we're nothing like a gang
0: all right i'll edit that really out
2: <laughs> you don't really have to do anything to get in you just got to be a woman that rides and that's that's really about it
1: yeah. yeah, it doesn't need to be a sport bike either. Mm-hmm. We take on our cruiser riders and harleys because there's I, mean, I know lots of female, you know, cruiser riders in our area too, so any and all females uh motorcycle riders, we'd love to have them. Yeah. Any
2: age. I know we're all youngish now, but <laughs> I mean anybody,
0: you know, older people, younger people, whatever. From like 18 to 118?
1: Sure. They're pretty much. New riders, older riders, or more experienced riders, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Anybody for the most part.
0: Mad. Do you guys have any plans, uh, anything planned out for later in the year? Uh, any cool rides or cool events that you guys go to or that you're planning to go to?
2: Nothing's set in stone yet, but there's the Moto America races at Road America. We usually do every year. And I think most of the girls already do that. So we'll probably just end up meeting up there since we're all going to be there. That's in June, the first weekend in June. Maybe the slimy crud run. I don't know. That's in two weeks,
1: I think. Two or three weeks The slimy crud run is down in Milwaukee area. No, it's southwest Wisconsin. Southwest Wisconsin. But
2: that's a big thing. I know a couple of girls were interested in that, but that's another like, see how the weather is kind of
0: thing. Yeah, that's a, such a funny name. I saw uh, I saw that somebody put, had posted that on uh, you know on Facebook or something somewhere, and I thought, man, that is an awesome name for a ride. But what is uh, what's significant about Slimy Crud? Is it just because of the time of year?
2: No, it's actually Slimy Crud was like a biker gang or something that like started this. I think it gives the whole thing the whole like history on their website. But Slimy Crud was like a biker group. So they go from, oh, God, Leland. There's two towns, and they go in between these towns. You basically find your own route from town to town, and then um, everybody just kind of hangs out there and checks out the bikes, and there's, like, everything, everything, everything you could imagine. One year there was a an R1 made out of mud flaps. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Legit
0: old mud flaps. That's awesome. Yeah, the slimy crud. Yeah. What, a, what a rad name for a gang. That's, like, so 70s, you know. <laughs> Like the dirty bad guys or something, slimy cred. I like that. <laughs> as far as the leaders go, and the and especially the Fox Valley leaders, is there like an annual, yearly meetup or anything for like the leaders USA or anything like that?
1: Not that I not know, that I know not that I know of either. We just are, you know, we get together frequently enough, and we're starting to just now plan rides for the summer and kind of hitting our first inaugural ride here, hopefully on Sunday and. Uh, we'll go from there as far as how often and you know how many more additional rides that we'll be able to get in this summer
2: yeah I know that we were in touch with one of the other um, groups in Wisconsin the Lita's St. Croix Valley and they want to get together this summer uh, for a ride so I'm sure we'll you know at some point get in touch with them and kind of plan maybe like a weekend ride Um, you know since they're pretty far away but we could plan like a weekend like girls writing weekend or something that would be
0: pretty cool yeah uh, you know that's uh thank you for mentioning that the, the uh, that's one thing I wanted to ask you just because um some other people in Wisconsin maybe somebody you know sends me lots of uh writing that they do <laughs> and it seems just like there's just hours and hours of you know just whatever your, whatever direction you go, just tons of stuff that happened in that part of the country and so much fun stuff to go check out. And, uh, I was going to ask you, Mm -hmm. what's the furthest ride you guys have gone on, not as the leaders, but just in general, like you guys, um, seem like you've been riding around quite a while. Have you done any significant rides in the past before you were the Fox Valley leaders?
1: Cammie does a lot of riding, um, especially with her husband, um, They do at least, well, they were doing a long tour trip at least once a year here for the last few years. So they've done a lot more riding than I have. Um, but the furthest I've probably gone was just probably Milwaukee or just South or um, West of Milwaukee, Watertown area. It's probably the furthest I've ever gone. Um, but I hope to get further out on my bike. we got to get you out of the state. Yeah. I got to get out of the state.
0: (laughs) If you guys want to, um, head West, um, stop by out here well in
2: 2013 um my husband and I went out we rode to the west coast we rode over to Portland and then we were already in Portland and we said hey we're this close to the ocean we gotta go and kick myself if I didn't so yeah. we rode to the ocean, and it was foggy and raining and we couldn't <laughs> see it even though we were right on the you know edge of it so that kind of stuck
0: but yeah, um, that's that's Portland for you
2: yeah. So then we just went south and we we did like 5600 miles uh on a, on a trip that year. Man, And that was amazing.
0: That is pretty awesome. Uh I mean, is it, I couldn't imagine doing that with my wife just because a, uh, she doesn't ride. That'd make it pretty hard um, unless I <laughs> towed, towed her behind me or something. But, uh, you know, spending that long with someone, we've gone on road trips. We, we went down um, and drove all over the Mayan ruins in Mexico uh, right after we got married. And I got to tell you, like spending that long on the road with someone you love, you really got to love them. Um, how is it riding that far with the with the spouse?
2: it was fine we were both on our separate bikes so that was good and we have um headsets we can talk to each other and every time he would like talk to me and annoy me i'd just turn him off so, I couldn't hear him.
0: <laughs> so it was good It's <laughs> perfect well see that makes that makes all the sense in the world then i mean that that's perfect way to travel Hey, that is the perfect way to travel. We're gonna jump out real quick and recognize a partner of the show. Uh DailyBikers.com. They've been supplying us with all the merch and all the stickers, a couple prize packs that went out to our Solstice Slam winners. And every time I want something that's personalized and that's biker centric or biker oriented, I go to dailybikers.com. Daily Bikers Dan is a daily motorcyclist, guaranteed. He's got great artwork, cards. Notepads, calendars, a coloring book, anything that you could imagine that's got a motorcycle on it, Daily Bikers probably has it. They've got gift wrap, notepads, hell, I even take notes on a notepad that I bought for myself from Dan at DailyBikers.com. Plus, Daily Bikers has a ride blog and gear reviews and all sorts of great stuff from the land down under. So, if you want some cool biker merch, check out Dan's website, DailyBikers.com. All right, we're going to jump back in with the leaders here in a minute. But I think you heard me ask questions uh, like, oh, what was it? I don't know. I quit at number eight or nine. And I think I added from nine all the way to, oh, goodness gracious, uh, all the way up to like number 15 in there. So we're going to jump ahead to question number 15 or 16 right now. Talk about the leaders riding season. Take it away, leaders. Take it away, me. How long is your riding season there? Three months. So, for the other six to nine months, what do you do? Like, what sort of fun stuff or crazy stuff are the leaders going to do this year?
2: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, lots of getting together, drinking margaritas, and eating food.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) You'll be a, for like half the year, you're a margarita club with a bike problem, and then the other half of the year, you switch.
2: Pretty much, pretty much.
0: Uh, You know, I noticed that Wisconsin is the land of beer and cheese and tacos. Apparently, you're so far from the Mexican border. (laughs) I can't believe how big tacos are in Wisconsin. Um, Are you guys part of that taco craze that seems to be sweeping the the northern part of the nation? Well, Who doesn't
1: love Mexican food in general, much less, you know, tacking on tacos on there. So, yeah, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I know our top ten W A R racers. They they really like their their tacos. So
0: I know. I'm surprised they haven't figured out a way to like fuel the bikes with them. They're so <laughs> seems so dependent on them.
2: I wouldn't put it past Nitrous Chris. He
0: might come up with something yeah. yet. Yeah. You mean Taco Town, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So how do you guys uh, fit in? Now, honestly, before I ask you this question, it's not loaded. I had no idea that you guys knew, you know, any of the top 10 guys. And I should have, you know, in my opinion... It's kind of a stereotypical thing to say, oh, you're from Wisconsin, you must know so and so. But it seems like every single person I talk to has at least like one or two degrees of separation apart from someone else. So I don't know <laughs> if the motorcycle scene is so small or what, but uh, so this really isn't a loaded question. How are you guys associated with those top 10 clowns?
2: Um, well, I met Chris a couple, maybe, I don't
0: know what, three years three ago, ago four three years or four years ago.
2: Years ago. Um, we met him just via like Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And, um, my husband and I started riding with him and then I don't know if you had a bike at that time or you got your shirt. Yeah. After. I got it.
1: Short. I got my bike shortly after, but then Cammy's neighbor. Yeah. Aaron um, Chu, who is part of the top 10. He, um, we got him over to the dark side and make sure he got a <laughs> Cottey.
2: He used to have a Yamaha. So we switched on. <laughs> uh, (laughs) so yeah so we started hanging out with him and then I don't know just riding with him and then he made friends with Chris and I don't know we just kind of grew from there and everybody was friends and we kind of brought our other friends in and now we're just a big group of (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. You guys, it's so funny because you guys are so, from what I've heard, you're so far apart from each other too. I would have never guessed, you know, I mean, I guess anything's possible with the internet now, but it just seems so weird that everybody just kind of started hanging out with everybody else. And now, yeah, you guys are all part of this crazy group of Wisconsinites that some nutcase in California knows, you know, so...
2: Well, Mm -hmm. it helps, you know, when you all have motorcycles and you like to ride them, you know, when you go down, meet in Milwaukee or something, that's only an hour and a half. That's like nothing, you know, meet down there for brunch and then go riding for the rest of the day. And all of our group, I guess, is pretty much on the same page with that. You know, we just want to ride. We don't care if it's 16 hours of the day or two hours or whatever. We just like to go and
0: whenever we're done, we're done. That sounds so awesome. Yeah. And there's no shortage. Like we mentioned earlier, there's so much stuff in that part of the country there seems like no shortage of you know let's head this direction today and that direction tomorrow new stuff
2: to see and learn about yeah and new ice cream stands to check out
0: <laughs> oh man i think the food network is looking for you guys because you guys you know <laughs> writing and and all these foods that you've mentioned i mean that's like the perfect show
1: that would be yeah. amazing yeah. our number yeah we will
2: hey food network.
0: network call us yeah, we'll think definitely about consider it. That. Yeah. Think, think <laughs> about that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and and I know there might be some beer and cheese up in Wisconsin, from what I've heard. Every once in a while, we come across some beer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> do you put it? Do you put it out of its misery? We know people
2: that do, but I
1: yeah. don't. <laughs> the two of us oh, actually man. don't really for beer, but. Yeah.
0: Oh no! You're the margarita really, crew then.
1: <laughs> we like the margaritas, and we like our Door County wine. <laughs> okay.
0: Is that someplace up there in Wisco?
1: Yeah, boy. the Door Door Counties, if you, you know, use Wisconsin and you use your hand to kind of model the state, your thumb would be considered Door County.
0: All right. I'm looking right there at Cammie where she had her hand. Okay. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Door 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 County. County. Oh boy. Okay.
1: Those are the little towns that, you know, factor in that little peninsula there. All those towns factor to Door County and they have lots of apple trees, cranberries. It's... Know, cherries cherries cherries, cherries. cherries and it's an awesome place for fall it's a really cool place for motorcycle riding especially in the fall the color is absolutely gorgeous up there mm-hmm. and just like the rest of the state there's never anything you can't you can't get bored up in that area and they have wilson's which is also <laughs> the best root beer in the world and ice cream wilson's
2: yeah
0: and again with the ice cream
2: yeah well, you got um, to get ice cream.
0: Yeah, it's true. Uh, a lot of people discount the value of ice cream as a nutritional uh, supplement, but I'll tell you <laughs> what, it's got its benefits, that's for sure. Definitely does. Um, yeah. <laughs> so during the summer months when you guys aren't riding, um, I th- isn't there a beach around Wisconsin somewhere? Um, like one know. of the Great Lakes, Wisconsin well, Beach. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, don't buy Milwaukee. There's a pretty big one on Lake Michigan. I can't say that I've ever been there, but I've driven past it. Yeah, I've never uh, been
0: okay.
1: I got
2: an ice cream body, not a beach
1: body. <laughs> <laughs> Man. People in your pet are going to think she's 300 pounds now. Literally, <laughs> hey, hey, you're probably 50 soaking wet. <laughs>
0: yeah. I made Michelle Mankiewicz sound like a 730 pound bearded ape. So, oh my God. <laughs> it's she all- is by far. She yeah. is by far the biggest bearded ape. You cut out, but I'm pretty sure that's what you said.
1: She is by far from that description. She likes her running and five K's and all that good stuff. So definitely not a 500 pound bearded ape or whatever. you said.
0: <laughs> that is definitely not making it into the editing. <laughs> no, no, that, yeah, no, I know she's, she's all about the fitness. No, I mean, it's, I was just trying to think of what else there is, you know, like what else you guys do up there? Because there's just so much always going on, you know, motorbikes just seems to be like the the thread that ties everything together. But man, there is literally like so much stuff to do up there.
2: Well, uh, Road America is only like maybe an hour if you're going slow, you know, it's not very far from us. So there's always something going on there. There's always some kind of racing or track day or, you know, cars, bikes,
0: all kinds of stuff going on there.
1: Yes. Yeah. And Elkhart Lake alone is just beautiful to ride through. Yeah. That's such a nice place.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you guys do any track? Have you done any track days or anything like that? Cammy did a track day one time. Yeah. I won it from the
2: Dainese Chicago grand opening, their store grand opening.
0: I thought you were going to say I won it. And I was going to say, Cammy, it's a track day. There's no winners and losers. (laughs)
2: I, I definitely did not win. Exactly. I was probably the slowest person out there.
1: You're all, dude, I won it. It was so rad. <laughs> That's what I'll tell everyone. I don't think yeah. she got her bike to three digits. Hell no.
2: <laughs> I was so scared. I only blinked at one spot on the track.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you have to throw your bottoms out after you got done racing or after you got done? <laughs>
2: I was almost crying when I went out there to get on the grid to start. I was like, why am I doing this?
0: <laughs> <I'm just laughs> yeah. Was it worth it? I mean, in the, in the looking back in 2020, was it, I mean, would you do it again?
2: Yeah, I would if not on my, but I don't want to do it on my bike. Cause I'm too afraid of crashing my bike. But if I had like, <laughs> you know, a designated track bike or something, I would definitely do it again. I just, my, I would kill myself if I ever crashed my bike. So
0: right, or someone That's with not. like an FCO nine, lets you borrow their bike or something.
1: No, I would really would maybe the three hundred, but yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> have a good time with that one.
0: All right, well, that just about concludes our time with the Litas. Thank you, lovely ladies of the Litas Fox Valley, for stopping by. Uh, let's get some contact info and uh, all that great stuff before we sign off.
2: So we're we're the Litas of the Fox Valley. And uh, we're this awesome group of girls that just go riding and hang out. and We're good friends and we just like to ride. So you're more than welcome to join us. We'd love to have you join us. Um, you can find us on the Lita's Facebook page. It's the Lita's Fox Valley or our Instagram, the Lita's underscore Fox Valley. And if you just go on the, the regular Lita's website, just Google the Lita's, um, it'll give you links to all of the different Lita's branches that, you know, I guess all over the world, not just the country, but all over the world. And you can see if there's any in your area, Um, you know, you can get in contact with them. And if there's not, you could think about starting one yourself. All you need is three girls and bikes and we could be sisters. Yeah, we could be sisters.
0: Rad. The best sisters. Now (laughs) I'm going to go out on a limb and say Lita's of the Fox Valley is probably the coolest uh, branch of the Lita's. Thank you. And if you're a girl and you're, or a woman, I should say, if you're a woman and you're in the area, uh, there may be a ride if Mother Nature permits it to be so. Um, I think I've got your ride listed up on our Facebook page, and uh, if uh-huh. not, I'll stick it there right now. Just keep posting
2: on our Instagram or Facebook for updates as far as if it gets postponed because of the weather. Yeah. As soon as we get it figured out, we'll let everyone know.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and you know, we're dealing with the part of the country that is not uh, as predictable as like Hawaii or California or someplace like that, guys. So don't give, don't give them no guff. Well, thanks for hanging out with me guys. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely keep in touch and we're going to talk to you sometime later this year after you've got like 20 or 30 more girls and they're washing your bikes for you guys and cooking you. you (laughs) That's the job. I think she said that was the boy's job and I just hung up before any of that business could start. Uh, Yeah, so that's great. Leaders of the Fox Valley, like they said, check out their uh, Instagram and Facebook and all that great stuff to find out if Sunday's ride is going to be going downtown, Charlie Brown. Thank you girls so much for hanging out with me and I'm sorry to the rest of the leaders. Um, You may or may not be as cool as Fox Valley. I have no idea. I am about as good of a judge of character as I am as a judge of fashion. So, yeah. Let's get into some news! Alright, just a bit of brief news this week. Uh, This first article... uh, comes from Douglas Little from the uh, Recycle Motorcycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Uh, I saw this and I looked it up. It happened in southern Alberta, Canada. Uh, what happened was a bunch of dirt bikers were out going through the woods and uh, somebody had strung barbed wire between the trees on a popular OHV trail. You may remember last year I talked about this. Somebody was doing this in uh In the U.K. across bike paths and along the U.S., um, sometimes you pass through gates when you're out in like BLM land uh, on popular motorcycle and equestrian trails. People are jerks, and I don't know if people do it because they're sadistic or people do it because they feel like uh, anybody that's going faster than walking speed and that would be able to see these wires shouldn't be using these trails or what it is. But you know what? everybody pays taxes to use the land and it's mother nature and everybody's got a right to her beauty. And you're a real ass face if you stretch wire across trees to hurt people. Kids come through on bikes. People come through on horses. You can hurt little kids and animals along with the people that you probably think you're hurting. Um, And what happened in this case is uh, a guy named Jordan Sinot or Um, was riding and his buddy says about 20 feet into the trees all of a sudden there was a wire strung across and the guy went down and uh, fortunately uh, he laid his bike over just as he saw the wire which is about chest to neck height off the ground is what it says Um, it clipped his helmet leaving scratches on it and you can see pictures of it it is barbed Wire. This is no joke. Even regular wire uh, could do some serious damage cutting into you or decapitating you. We just heard about the guy who got decapitated uh, here in L.A. a little while ago. Um, I think it was last week or the week before. Uh, awful, awful stuff. And, uh, so this, the, the struggle's real folks keep an eye out when you're in either going through gates on public land that divide a, um, you know, like a boundary or something, or when you're going through trees apparently, and these are just pine trees super close together, kind of like where you run a GNCC or something like that, where you could be doing some, uh, really close trail riding. And luckily it didn't, uh, fall over and have a bunch of his buddies like ram into him also. So uh, this just makes me so mad. I don't know what to say. Uh, In other news, there has been an undercover motorcycle cop pulling over phone users. This bit of news was actually on YouTube. It's a YouTube video from the UK of an it says undercover officer, but I don't know. Uh I got this off of bikerspost.com and basically the cop goes in between it says uh I can't tell exactly what type of bike he's riding from the the viewpoint, but it does look like it isn't a huge cop bike and he just pulls up splits lanes goes over to people he has them on video he's looking right at him with his gopro on um and hell every rider has a gopro nowadays so it just looks like a normal dude splitting lanes and then he flicks on the reds and blues and tells them to pull over so watch out everybody i've actually experienced this myself i saw a nissan xterra brown in color uh pull somebody over just a few months ago and uh just totally took me you know, it took me by surprise. I was, uh, not expecting that and realizing that, Hey, the cops are using all sorts of vehicles. Now it's not just your, Hey, look, that's a, uh, well in here, here in the U S it's a Ford. I, I know other countries use like uh BMWs and stuff like that, but it's not just one of those with lights. Now they're using like everything. I mean, imagine being, um, pulled over by a, uh, Oh, I don't know. Uh, Toyota Yaris or whatever those are called over in like uh, Europe. It'd be kind of funny. The next story comes to us from South Africa. I recently wrote an article on uh, creative-writing.com about being aware of deer and being aware of rams and buffaloes and everything else here in uh, the United States. But uh, there's a video I have of a guy who uh almost got ran over by a water buffalo and this comes just from south africa uh the daga bulls is uh, what it says and again this is another one from biker post and i thought it was just pretty funny because um we just talked about that here because it's springtime and everything's coming out but over there the struggle's real folks you got to be aware all the time of uh wilderness wild animals coming out and those and in um What is it? In Australia, they have the giant red kangaroos that will just tear your heads off – and the tree, uh, the jumping tree koalas or whatever they are. They're like the carnivorous koalas that jump out of the trees onto bikers' uh, backs and literally like tear their spines out of their necks. So be careful when you're riding in the wilderness. Let's wrap up the show. Uh, no sorry list. I'm not sorry about anything this week. But I would like to say thank you to Max Wedge, to Paul, to Whiskey Cloud Man for your emails, um, Aaron Hsu, Chris Sing Simon. Jason Goldmeier, uh, Eric R. for the uh, messages this week. Thank you to the Fox Valley leaders for hanging out with us. Uh, thank you for all the leaders for understanding my joke that I made about you not being cool. Uh, but the Chicago ones really are the hairiest. And uh, now let's get out of here. You guys have a safe weekend. We'll see you at Tracker cross. Uh, everybody have a good fun time no matter what you're going to be doing. next door. Can you hear that somebody's getting mugged next door?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. Okay. can't. <laughs>
0: okay, good. All right, good. Then, uh, I can't hear myself, so I don't know what you guys are hearing. Okay, good. No no thumping and screaming is <laughs> like better for your end. Seems like I know almost every sport bike rider in Wisconsin, I think.
1: At least all the cool ones. Well, yeah. Definitely all the cool ones.
0: And uh, my wife. Is 2D. You guys really do. I should edit that out. That's terrible.
1: No, no, I'm single. She's single advertising, it, right? Yeah, you want to
0: <laughs> do a little shout out on here?
1: No, I'm, I'm good. Motorcycle rides and long walks on the beach. <laughs> uh,
0: and also on Saturday, there's going to be the second annual uh, street sweeper, the alley street sweeper. No, no. Let me get this right. Let me take the time to get what I'm saying out correctly.
2: Not as scary. It's smaller. It's, you know, more approachable.
0: Like a midget man.
2: Basically. <laughs> and they want to get oh, together. You
0: froze. First. You froze. Uh oh. You said we got in touch with and then you just froze. <laughs> Can you hear us no? Oh yeah. Okay. That's the forty. 40- Dude, how does a turn signal fall off like that? Like, how did I do that? What in the world?
2: Like, <laughs> motorcycle rides along Long the Beach. <laughs> Happy
0: May Day! Hey Wisconsin, keep your cheese in the breeze and do as you please. <laughs>